Okay, so there I was, minding my own business, wearing a unicorn onesie, out in the bitter cold, jumping around trying to stay warm before my first ever St. Patrick's Day beer mile, uh, when my phone chirped with a familiar, nostalgic tone. A sound dear to my heart, but so long in my memory that it was nearly forgotten. A sound I thought I may never hear again. That's a highly dramatic way, not even slightly, <laughs> of saying we've been busy. You might have noticed due to the radio silence, like podcast outlines sitting empty for three weeks, haven't recorded in a month, haven't even gotten all the parts of the last podcast uploaded to YouTube kind of busy. It has been a lot. A lot. Exactly. A lot. A lot. So feel the buzz hear the sound and I double tap my preview screen because I have a cool flip phone and I can preview the stuff that's going on. And all that I read is we may need to do an emergency recording from the headlines tomorrow. And I was like, hmm, that is mysterious. It is intriguing. What kind of emergency could possibly be happening at 930 on a Saturday morning? But then I opened my phone to read the full text and there was a name that I had foolishly hoped wouldn't cause any more emergencies until at least primary season. At least. Yeah. No, wrong. Because that's right. For like the millionth time since we started this podcast, we have to talk about Donald Trump. I'm John. And I'm Robin. And this is Fireside Breakdowns, the podcast where we try to create a foundational understanding of complex, controversial, and even polarizing topics using honest analysis, the most truthful information we can find, and a heavy dose of nuance and sarcasm, but mostly nuance. A little bit of ranting. Lots. Sometimes self-deprecating humor. But don't don't worry. We know that we're human and that we have blind spots and biases just like everyone else. But we're not trying to convince you to see things our way. We're just trying to change the way that people have these hard conversations. And so since you're here, we hope that you want the same thing. So, as always, we suggest getting comfortable, maybe even having a good drink on hand as we break down the latest crisis. Donald Trump seems poised to bring crashing down on the United States. <laughs> Welcome to our fireside. I really, I really did think that we might make it to summer or even autumn without having to talk about Donald Trump again, seriously at all. Um, that was wishful thinking, I suppose. Yeah, probably a bit optimistic when we're dealing with someone as volatile as Trump. Uh, and also just, I don't, I don't think we've managed um, a week without Trump in a headline somewhere just being Trump. But, yeah, but like they're not always worth, sometimes yeah. he's just being a shithead and we don't actually have to talk about anything. That's true. That's a fair point. Sometimes it, it's not worth talking, most of the time it's not worth talking about. Um, but we've got to admit, even with all of that, all the noise, all the hope, all the dreams, this headline is not something that either of us actually saw coming. I, I didn't. I, I definitely did not. It might be a bit pessimistic to say, but I definitely didn't. Um, 
but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll just read it to you. This one is from the Washington Post. <clears throat> Donald Trump braces for potential charges in New York hush money case. Calls for protests. Former president urges supporters to take our nation back. That was all caps. Yeah, they use shouty caps. And so that gives you an idea of what it is that we're talking about. Sure, there were a um, there was a great collection of other headlines out there that were far more sensational. Uh, the Hill quoted Chris Christie in their headline um, saying, Chris Christie, the circus continues on Trump calling for protests over potential arrest. Um, because, well, Chris Christie said, like, oh, this is a circus and here we keep going. The Guardian opted for... Trump in panic mode as he braces for likely charges in Stormy Daniels' case. But then there's my favorite, my favorite headline of all of them. Perp walk Trump. Arrest and indictment by Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg awaits ex-president. That one comes from the New York Daily News. Um, but the reason we didn't go with any of those headlines is because it doesn't really explain the story in a way that lends itself to our purpose here. And to be frank, a lot of the best headlines come from sources that don't exactly meet our journalistic standards either. <laughs> yeah, well, really, New York Daily News. <laughs> but it was the best. But it was, it is fun. If you're new here, this is what we like to call a from the heads on. Ooh, we don't like to call it that because that's not a word. This is what we like to call a from the headlines episode. We take an actual news headline or a bunch of headlines or a theme from the headlines. We break down the story and then provide some more context, nuance, fact-checking if it is needed, it is always needed, um, to help our listeners better understand what's going on. And hopefully to help them have better conversations with their friends and family about it. The way we see it, there are three parts of this headline we need to break down to give the conversation some context. First, we've got to recap the Stormy Daniels situation. That's the however many year old whatever hush money case at the center of this potential indictment um, second we've got to ask why does donald trump seem to think he'll be arrested tuesday which is probably when this podcast is coming out um <laughs> can one actually go to jail for paying a porn star to keep a secret um, and finally, we absolutely have to talk about why this call or why his call for protest is as dangerous as it is incoherent. Buckle up, friends. This one's this one's going to be a lot. A uh, little, little special bonus content for the YouTube audience. Y'all have no idea how hard it is to write a podcast about paying a porn star to not talk without creating some very unintentional puns that like there were so many sentences that I had to delete and rewrite because there was just no way that that sentence was going to come out appropriate in context. So yeah, it's really hard to talk about keeping a porn star's mouth shut. Yeah. Anyway, so let's or lips sealed. <laughs> oh my or, God. Um... <laughs> we can't do this. We can't do we this. Can't. This is a we family can't. show. It is absolutely it's not. not. <laughs> but it is not that kind of not family show. Fair enough. So let us outline this case real quick in case you haven't been paying attention to the various vagaries of Donald Trump and his incredible attempts to buy his way out of trouble over the course of the past forever, it seems. 
Um, the hush money case in question is Trump's alleged attempts to buy silence from D Stormy Daniels and actually Karen McDougal, who seems to get lost in all of this in favor of the much more fun to say Stormy Daniels name, um, after having extramarital affairs allegedly with them. Allegedly. And we keep saying allegedly and we will keep saying allegedly because these things haven't been proven in court. Um, if we do slip up and we fail to include allegedly in a sentence uh, going forward, just know that nothing has been proven yet. The alleged alleged is implied. Um, so now that we have all of that established, way back in the before times of 2016, you know, when the world was only a little bit crazy, Donald Trump, presidential candidate, sent his personal lawyer and fixer, Michael Cohen, to pay Ms. Daniels, who was, in fact, an adult film actress, a porn star, if you will, to stay silent about um, <clears throat> an adult encounter that they had back in 2006. Simile, si similarly, similarly, and metaphorically, <laughs> and metaphorically, figuratively, also probably literally, Similarly, Karen McDougal was paid to keep silent about an affair that she allegedly had with Trump also in 2006. Now, generally speaking, how you spend your money isn't anyone's business. The problems start when, well, it isn't your money to spend, or you lie about how you spent it, or you lie to the authorities in particular about how much you spent. Um, you know, fraud stuff. Fraud um, stuff. So District Attorney Alvin Bragg seems to be looking or seems to have been looking into the payments made to Daniels and McDougal and whether the way they were accounted for involved criminal activity. You see, the way the payments were made were, shall we say, non-standard. Yeah. Cohen paid Stormy Daniels $130,000 by setting up a shell company. Quick definitional breakdown here. A shell company is a business that exists pretty much only on paper. It doesn't have any actual business operations or any significant assets. These companies are legal identities that are used to ensure some level of anonymity and can be used for totally legitimate purposes like holding assets or facilitating business deals or managing investments. Sometimes you can only do things via a business entity, like operating certain types of bank accounts. So even if your business doesn't have any employees or operations, you have a legitimate need for it. But obviously, they can also be used to fulfill illegal shenanigans. You know, money laundering, tax evasion, or just plain old hiding assets. The mob loves shell companies. So, so... Cohen sets up this legal entity and uses it to pay Miss Daniels, probably from his own pocket. Cohen then turned around and submitted an invoice to Trump's company, aka the Trump Organization, from the Shell Company. And Trump's company paid the Shell Company. Trump's company, the Trump Organization, then logged the expenses as, quote, legal expenses. Neat and tidy. If you just look at Trump's books, then you have a perfectly reasonable legal expense paid to what appears to be a perfectly legitimate company. In addition to all of that, Cohen arranged for Karen McDougal to be paid $150,000 by American Media Inc., or AMI. You might know AMI for their incredible product, the National Enquirer. You know, the magazine that you see in supermarket checkout lines that runs incredibly journalistic stories about Batboy and UFOs and stuff. 
The National Enquirer paid McDougal for her story about her affair with Trump and then buried the story so that it would never be published. According to federal prosecutors, the Trump organization then inflated Cohen's reimbursement for the payment to Daniels for, quote, tax purposes. Cohen, you may recall, pleaded guilty to violating federal campaign finance law in connection with the payments. Federal prosecutors allege that these payments amounted to illegal, unreported assistance to Trump's campaign. This is because Cohen claimed that the payments were intended to protect Trump's reputation and his presidential campaign. Again, if you're not aware of federal campaign's finance law, and really, who is, uh, there are a lot of rules about how much money you can spend, from whom, for what purposes, what has to be accounted for, how to account for it, and so on and so forth. It's, it's a whole thing. For our purposes, it's enough to know that federal prosecutors likely had a strong case that Cohen had done something in, illegal in order for them to even indict, much less um, convict him. And then for, nope. Yeah. Federal prosecutors likely had a strong case that Cohen had done something illegal in order for them to even indict, much less for Cohen to have pled guilty. Um, he pleaded guilty to charges including campaign finance violations, tax fraud, bank fraud, and admitted to making the payments at the direction of and in coordination with Trump. So this is bad, if you're Trump at least. And Cohen brought the receipts, or the tapes, at least. I'll forgive you for not remembering this particular aspect, but... There's a pretty damning recording of Cohen having a conversation with Trump about arranging the payments to McDougal via the National Enquirer. Enquirer? Enquirer. We are gathered here today to Enquirer. <clears throat> There's a pretty damning recording of Cohen having a conversation with Trump about arranging the payments to McDougal via the National Enquirer. In it, Cohen clearly states... Quote, I need to open up a company for the transfer of all that info regarding our friend David. David refers to David Pecker, who ran AMI. And no, I'm not going to make any further comments about his very appropriate name in this case. Cohen later states he's already spoken with Alan Weisselberg on, quote, how to set the whole thing up. To which Trump responds, quote, what do we got to pay for this? 150 now, if you want to listen to the audio, quite a bit of it, actually, Stephen Colbert did a pretty funny breakdown on the call back in 2018. We have the link in our show notes. Um, I'm just going to be frank. If you wear a red hat, it is not the most flattering video to watch. You're not going to have a good time. It's not going to be your favorite. It's I mean, Trump, of favorite. course, denied everything. The affairs, the payments, the knowledge of the payments, then that the payments he knew about weren't a big deal because he didn't want to pay cash, even though there's literally a recording of it. Uh, even though David Pecker, owner of the National Enquirer, admitted to paying McDougal to help Trump. Even though Weisselberg pleaded guilty to 15 tax crimes. <laughs> yeah, I think we all know by now it's his standard playbook to just claim innocence no matter what. He's the most innocent guy. The, the least the guilty guy you'll ever meet. For the most, the most honest guy. You know, just a little side note, just a little, a little side note. Trump phrases things in a way that makes me think he doesn't understand what the fuck he's saying. And one of those mm -hmm. things is when he says something 
like he's the least something so he's he famously said many 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 times <laughs> i'm the least racist person you know i'm the least racist person you've interviewed i'm the least racist blah 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 least racist least racist mm -hmm. i don't think he understands that that perforce implies that he is racist <laughs> Right. He's, he, he's not the most racist, but he still has to be racist bit. in order to be the least racist. This is. Right. There's there's got to be like, well, I know that there are linguistic studies out there. Um, people whose whole job it is to infer what people are saying from or what they're not saying from what they are saying. And like that's that's got to be gold standard. Like, here's how you say that you are something while you're trying to say that you're not it. He's just the worst. It's mm. Listen, guys, I'm sorry if this is your first episode. We do try to be pretty balanced here, but like personally we're not and frankly Trump <laughs> is uh, we just can't. We can't. We can't right. not dislike the man. I've seen him do too much damage. Sorry, honestly, we do not want to chase you away, but uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, for the most part, we do it. We do a good job of keeping things about the politics and about the policies and the issues at hand. Uh, but I will acknowledge that when it comes to Donald Trump, he is personally repugnant to me. And that has nothing to do with the politics. I can argue the politics all day. He's not the only one who has those same political ideas. He is, though, the only one who is as repugnant as he is to me. Yeah. Sorry. If Although you're DeSantis is making a real hard bid for that. Oh, he really is. Yeah. More yeah. on that later. Let's talk like, yeah, about it. This, this arrest thing. Right, right, right. Now that we have recapped just what an absolutely repulsive human being Donald <laughs> Trump is, um, we have a couple more questions to answer. First, what about this super cringy situation could actually land Trump in jail? Well, it's all about the money. According to former prosecutors and legal scholars consulted by Time, the district attorney could potentially be pursuing charges for falsifying business records, to which Trump's alleged improper payments to Cohen would be key. That whole inflated payments for tax purposes thing, that's bad. Like we talked about just a few minutes ago, Cohen, Cohen himself has claimed that Trump knew about the falsely labeled payments. If the prosecution can show that Trump intended to use those falsified records to conceal another crime, like campaign finance violation, frauds, the huge, uh, the DA could potentially charge Trump with a felony. And then any other charges would likely relate directly to campaign finance violations for like Trump himself concerning the payout to um, Ms. Daniels, or her real name is Stephanie Clifford? Stephanie. And I, I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm never sure like which one to use. Is it respectful to go by her stage name or is it more respectful th to go by her legal name? I don't know. I I feel like when I see her discussed, it's by her stage name. I know that like I don't I just don't know. All I know I is that Stormy Daniels is way more fun to say. It is. And and it's the name that everybody knows. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, fi campaign finance violations, 
for Trump uh, concerning the payout to Ms. Daniels, which was intended to bolster his presidential prospects. Now, now, bringing an indictment would be a, quote, aggressive move, according to former federal prosecutor <laughs> Renato Mariotti. They're, this is a quote, they're bringing a case that is out of the ordinary. It's rare for payments of this type to be the subject of criminal charges. There is a risk that not only will they potentially lose at trial, there's also a risk on appeal that the New York courts could decide that this is not properly charged. End quote. Of course, Trump would be expected to plead not guilty, setting off a pretty arduous legal battle. And of course, he's still going to run for president again, even if he's indicted in any sort or any of the several current investigations into his conduct. So there's that. Right. Right. How could we possibly imagine that criminal indictment would keep <laughs> former President Trump from trying to regain office? Nope. Not a disqualifying uh thing uh -uh. for united states pre president right alas oh, alas okay so all the charges make sense mr trump knows what he did but what makes him think and us cross our fingers and toes and hearts that he's going to be like actually arrested on tuesday the da is keeping pretty tight-lipped about this and one of trump's Spokes Lizards has already claimed that they've received no official indication that he will be arrested this week. So what gives? Correction. The spokesperson said there has been no notification other than illegal leaks from the Justice Department and the DA's office to NBC and other fake news carriers that the George Soros-funded radical left Democrat prosecutor in Manhattan has decided to take his witch hunt to the next level. Oh. Ooh. It hurts to have Fox News included in the citations list for our episodes, but here we are. Yeah. The things yeah, we I do for this pod. Lost a little bit of my soul writing that section. Uh, by the way, those illegal leaks are an anonymous court source that told several media outlets that the DA's office had asked for a meeting with law enforcement in anticipation of a possible indictment. Um, and Fox News reported on that meeting just the same as all those other fake news carriers. So... Um, but yeah, other than that mid-2010s vague, book, vague booking style breadcrumb, what indications do we have that an indictment might be imminent? We do have some. One, Cohen spent two days last week testifying against his former boss. Ooh. Two. That's pretty juicy. That is. Pretty juicy. Yeah. I just wanted we to point out that Cohen had been sentenced to three years in prison for his... Um, uh, for pleading guilty to his his crimes that we mentioned earlier. Um, I think the execution of that penalty has been postponed so that he could, in fact, testify um, in, I think, these court proceedings. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Number two indicator, Ms. Daniels, or Ms. Clifford, also met with the prosecutor's office via Zoom last week, and she has agreed to be a witness during a trial if Trump is ultimately charged with a crime in all of this. And three, 
Trump himself was asked to testify before the grand jury, which former prosecutors say is a sure sign that the investigation is wrapping up and likely to produce an indictment. After news of that inv- invitation, excuse me, after news of that invitation hit the press, even Trump's own lawyer in the case, Joe Tacopina, Joe Tacopina, Joe Tacopina, Joe Schmo acknowledged the possibility of a looming indictment, saying, "You know, it's becoming more probable. I think now." But the one thing I still hold on to is hope that justice will prevail. And that's the only way I can imagine a Trump lawyer sounding. It's just like... It's just a little My Cousin Vinny. A little, a little, you know, uh, questionable. A little little Joe Pesci in the 90s. A little like he'd approach you in a dark alley going, hey, hey, you, uh... Hey, guy. Hey, you like the way your knees bend. Huh? Hmm. You want him to keep bending that way? Have you thought of them bending the other way? Keep your mouth shut. Maybe you won't have to find out. Hmm? Mm. Okay. Okay. I don't know what that guy is. I don't know who this character is. I love him. It's a fun voice to make. It probably sounds exactly like that. Definitely a future D&D character, though. I can tell you that. (laughs) Whole campaign. Whole campaign. It's just back alley lawyers. It's going to be great. Back (laughs) alley <laughs> New band so, name yeah. claiming dibs dibs. Oh damn it! That's okay. I have zero musical talent, so you can have it. <laughs> so yeah, most signs are pointing toward charges of some sort being announced by the Manhattan District Attorney's Office sometime soon. Exact timing hasn't been confirmed, of course, because it absolutely would not be ever. Uh, But another thing that hasn't been confirmed and the question that most of us really, really need the answer to is, will we get to see a walk of shame? No, not that kind. Gross. Again, a poop walk. Former prosecutor Glenn Kirshner told USA Today that authorities often negotiate the surrender of a high-profile defendant like Trump to avoid the spectacle of a, quote, perp walk, in which the accused is paraded before the media as they enter the courthouse or police station. Kirshner said, there will be no reason to cuff him and walk him into police headquarters to be booked. But I think Perhaps he doesn't know the audience here. It's, it's not that we delight in others' humiliation or anything, but it would feel a little more like justice to dispossess Trump of even one of the benefits of power he has used as a shield from the consequences of his shitty behavior for so long. Just a little more like justice just... for him to have to do that walk. <sighs> As a consolation prize, Kirshner did say that if Trump is arrested in the too famous to account publicly for his actions way, that there will still be a mugshot and fingerprints and lots of paperwork filled out as part of the booking process. So we will still get to see the very first mugshot of a former president of the United States. Unprecedented times, man. But the New York Daily News headline really had me jonesing for a perp walk. I don't know. I mean, he doesn't do anything else standard. Why would he do that? Maybe he would want the footage. I could definitely see him thinking that he could spin that into some sort of propaganda for his next campaign. And I could see it working, too. More is the the horror of that. Um, 
I guess we'll find out or we won't. <laughs> None of this yeah. might happen. This this um, maybe just be like the biggest false flag that Yeah, ever. Of course, that doesn't mean that Trump didn't react to it. He he had probably just a one of the most stoic and definitely calm, not guilty reactions I've ever seen, right? Oh, absolutely. No shouty caps involved at all. Yeah. Yeah. It was the least um, capitalized social the, media. The post. least most capitalized sentence of all time. Um, hold on, I want to pull it up so that I, I get the quote correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we forgot to include it here. I was uh, contemplating Jamie, it, but Jamie, it was pull like that up. in like it was almost incoherent. Well, yeah, it's a Trump tweet. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a Trump truth. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> sorry. Page two. Okay. I, okay. <laughs> so this is, tr this is a direct quote from Trump's fake Twitter, um, but real truth, but not real truth. Uh, now illegal leaks, imagine this in all caps. I'm not going to shout it. Now, illegal leaks from a corrupt and highly political Manhattan district attorney's office, which has allowed new records to be set in violent crime... I really want to fact check that and whose leader is funded by George Soros indicate mm -hmm. that with no crime being able to be proven and based on an old and fully debunked by numerous other prosecutors fairy tale, the far and away leading Republican candidate and former president of the United States of America will be arrested on Tuesday of next week, AKA today protest take our nation back yeah the only part of that that wasn't a direct quote was the aka today everything else was exactly what trump wrote and i think that was all one i don't think there was punctuation there's no punctuation there it's one thought i was going to say it's one sentence it's presented as one sentence but grammatically yeah. speaking it should have been subdivided <laughs> Should have been a whole lot of commas. So, yeah. Maybe a semicolon in there. At least one semicolon, I think, I could have squeezed in there. <sighs> yeah. So, here we go again. Another year, another call to action by Trump, another incitement of <clears throat> the masses. Yeah, I think I I kind of feel like this is a repeat of January 6th. Like, I mean, almost verbatim. I really do think that he is trying this is what it feels like to me. He's trying to get another event at, like January 6th spun up again. Yes, and I, I agree. feel like he believes that if he is arrested and he is in New York and he is dragged into a courthouse, he can get people to show up and raid a courthouse and and I don't know, set him free. And I guess he hasn't really thought much beyond that. Like, yeah. even if that does happen and he is released by the mob, that the charges don't go away. They just get <laughs> right. more. There's just yeah. more. Yeah, this is definitely a meet the Robinsons moment. Um, 
where the dinosaur is like, I have a big head and tiny arms, and I just don't think this plan was well thought through. Like, I have a big head and tiny <laughs> arms. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think this, I think he was mad. I think he's so used to people rallying to his call that he just assumed that a mass of people would kind of prepare to take action. And like, as I'm seeing people discuss this in the news and in other places, they're they're kind of torn on whether or not this actually matters, right? So we've got Kirshner, who we were just talking about in the previous section, saying that we should take it seriously, right? That it could potentially result in that same kind of widespread rioting that we saw on January 6th, um, because this is kind of just what he does, but also saying at the same time that the motivation for people to riot then was that they they thought that the election had been stolen. They thought that their vote was stolen. So they had some sort of a personal stake in that, whereas this, like, there is very little personal motivator to drive people to action. So, and, and um, if you are a Patreon supporter, if you are one of our patrons, you'll see kind of in our bonus content as we're looking at some social media posts and content that's been created around this topic, there are people saying, like, yeah, don't pay attention to this. It's no big deal. But then there are also people saying, like, creating actual event posters and sharing them on their social media and setting event dates and times to go and show up and protest on Tuesdays. So will it all coalesce into anything like what we saw on January 6th? I don't think so. But also there hasn't yeah. been the time. Like, we had from November until January 6th. This is three days. <laughs> yeah, I don't so, think we have, I, I don't think we have the same sort of chemistry at play here. Um, one, Trump isn't like, his megaphone has been reduced somewhat. I don't mm -hmm. think it's as small as many would like it, but he still doesn't have the like, he doesn't have the bully pulpit of literally being the president of the United States and therefore right his every word basically being broadcast. Um, but I think more importantly, and something that is going to have a big influence here is the Dominion voting case and the information that has come out of that recently. Um, very, very quickly, Dominion voting has been suing um, Fox um, because of Fox's claims uh, after the 2020 election about the stolen election and specifically blaming Dominion Energy. Um, Dominion Energy is suing for basically defamation and yeah. seems to have an incredibly strong case with a whole hell of a lot of evidence. Um, in that evidence, there are numerous, numerous instances of the hosts of Fox News saying that they did not believe that the election was stolen. They didn't believe anything that they were saying, that they hated this whole thing, <laughs> but they were doing it anyway. Right. Because money. 
I'm assuming is what it all boils down to. I haven't actually read the entire case yet. Um, the net result of that has been a pretty dramatic shift in people losing faith in that idea, in that conspiracy that, that, that the election was stolen. I think the last number I saw was some 21% of people who oh, that's formally a huge believe drop. that the election was stolen no longer believe that it was stolen um, or have at least adjusted their opinion. I, I'd have to, mm -hmm. I haven't found that exact source yet, so don't quote me directly on that. But there's been a significant shift in the amount of people who believe that particular lie. And uh, we know it's a lie because the people promulgating it have come forward and they're, you know, they their own words show that it's a lie, that it was a, a calculated tactic to manipulate your emotions. Um, so yeah, I think that's going to have a pretty big impact. I think people are going to, not everybody, but a lot of people, all but the most diehard, yeah. are going to think that, rightly, they were being taken advantage of and their good faith was being abused. Yeah. And I think I think that's going to contribute heavily. I think another thing that I saw as I was scrolling through social media um, for this episode was there seems to be um, a big kind of movement around what are they distracting us from? This idea that that this investigation into Trump and announcing that there could be an indictment and all of that is an effort at misdirection to try to keep us from focusing on something else, whether that's uh, the latest investigations into the COVID virus origins or um, the Hunter the Biden laptop or, or yeah. the banking crisis or, um, you know, what's going on with Project Willow or anything that President Biden is doing. There's a whole host of things that people are saying. This is, oh, this is a misdirection. You're supposed to pay attention to this. So you don't pay attention to that. And I yeah. think that that narrative can also, in this situation, work against uh, President Trump's rallying effect. Yeah. To. I, yeah. Yeah, I, I I've seen some commentary uh, of that effect. Somebody was saying that this was actually planned uh, in cahoots, I suppose, with the International Criminal Court mm. and their uh, issuing of an arrest. Uh, warrant, if you will, for Vladimir Putin. Yeah, <laughs> I did that, see that like, one. This is a global conspiracy, not just a United States conspiracy, to distract the right. global population from something. I, for one, believe it's aliens. <laughs> I mean, it might as well be at this point. I mean, if I'm going to have to choose something, I want it to be aliens. It's definitely the coolest thing. Right. Did Did somebody unearth another mummy like... Well, Brendan Fraser is back, so... Yeah, there is a new Indiana I mean, Jones movie coming out. <laughs> now is the time to unearth a new mummy, because I want another I want another mummy. We yeah, can, we those can were pretty like, good. Yeah. I mean, but like only that, if Rachel good. Weiss comes back. Okay, okay, Rachel Weiss. Yeah, you highly underrated, favorite. I think. What is she even doing now? I don't know, but she's not being in... The night, what is it? The 1999 Academy Award winning classic, uh, The Mummy, starring Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weiss. <laughs> starring Oscar winner Brendan Fraser and Rachel Yes. Weiss. 
I'm very happy about that. That is a topic for another time. It is. Right now, we are off topic. The only topic that we should be talking about is our website. (gasps) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Firesidebreakdowns.com still exists. Still alive, still kicking. You should go check it out. It's got all of our show notes in it. You want to see what we've been talking about? Want to read the sources that we read to write the things that we wrote? You can do it. We provide them all for you because yes. we love you. Um, you can also find links to all of our socials where we post stuff. Instagram, I think, being the love, the the favorite child yeah. of ours. Um, I think it all gets copied and, over to uh, Facebook. Well, yeah, Facebook. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you can also find a link to our Patreon, where if you like what we do, if you think we deserve a, a few extra doll hairs to support this, you can give us those. We currently have three people giving us doll hairs every month, and we love them all. We very do. Much. We do. Um, so thank you to our patrons. You help make this possible. And we are going to be putting your money to good use if you want to know what your money goes to we can officially tell you paying other people not ourselves Yay. that's what your money goes to robert and i are still going to be doing this for free but we are hiring help if you haven't yes. seen we need somebody to help us research we've just we've realized that we're human somehow yeah the message finally got through shocker and we need help um and we have brought on somebody to help us chop up the videos for YouTube. That's Jared, a longtime listener. We love him very much. He's great. Um, and occasional help. Our last episode was edited. Sound editing was done by Tyler Snodgrass. Thank you very much to Tyler for that. Excellent uh, job. I forgot to mention that. Um, it saved me a lot of stress and heartache. So, yes, we need help. And we are hoping that we can sort of spread out some of the work of doing this and get this puppy to grow and then hire more people and then grow and then hire more people and then we'll take over the world. That's true. I mean, we'll have a a media company. There's a whole document in the drive that outlines my plans for Podcast Empire and it's just not going to come true unless we get some help around here. So, yeah. So if you know somebody, if you are somebody or if you don't know somebody but think they should help us anyway, um, Tell us. You can reach out to us on our website. Let us know. There's a little yeah. box. You can fill it out. Sends us an email. We get it. Our good friend and listener, Richard, sends us all sorts of fun information on that. He does. Um, I think I forgot to mention that he is the one who inspired. That was a listener request. Uh, the podcast about the um, countdown to midnight. The yeah. doomsday clock. So that was, uh, that was a request from uh, Richard so thank you very much for that yes okay all the awkwardness it. has been done it's out it of the has way been did now Let it's time for some good news good good news hell yeah get that good good and man there was a pretty decent amount of good news to add to this week's uplifting conversation yeah yeah we don't get to say that often which is sad don't. uh governor tim walls in minnesota Uh, signed an executive order to protect gender-affirming care and signed a bill providing free breakfast and lunch for every Minnesota public school student, regardless of income. Yes. I am a product of Minnesota public schools. um, Minnesota. The Minnesota public school system is highly rated. 
and is a great inst- educational institution. I am so grateful for all of the learning that I did. Well, I was in I was in elementary school and middle school in Minnesota. No, actually, Minnesota public schools are phenomenal. Um, I'm super grateful for the education that I got. It's very different uh, than the public school education uh, that my kiddos got. I mean, I learned how to balance checkbook and do a job interview in public school. So, like, it's kick-ass. And I'm excited to hear that every kid now gets to make sure that they have breakfast and lunch at school every day. That's Um, dope. Better than a bag of Oreos, right? I mean, listen, nothing's better than a bag of Oreos. Yeah, but say like you're from Minnesota. You say no, not nothing. Big or- be- Oreos. Nothing's better than a bag of Oreos and a glass of milk. I love it. I love it. You know what's funny? I got slapped across my diction-loving face the other day, metaphorically speaking, because somebody pointed out that I pronounced the name Windy wrong. Because we were talking about Peter Pan, and I said, Wendy Moira Angela Darling. And she's like, who's that? And I said, you know, Wendy from Peter Pan. And she goes, you mean Wendy? And I said, that's what I just said. And she goes, no, you said Wendy. And I said, that's the same word. And it isn't. (laughs) It's not the same word. It's not the same word. It's not. It's like the difference between pin and pen. I always yeah. ask for pens whenever I actually need a pen. Mm. Anyway. Anyways, anyway. don't even get me started yeah. on crayons versus... Crayons. Cr- my Pans. husband says crowns. Like down here, people say crowns. Yeah, that's how I grew up saying it. I need a crown. No, it's a crayon. And it's a color It's a Crayola. <laughs> well, the, the, only, the only crayons that are ever in my, my box are Crayola crayons. But- Rosart. You shut your dirty mouth. (laughs) Okay, more good news. More good news. More good news. (laughs) Illinois enacted a law mandating up to 40 hours of paid leave per year for workers for any reason that they can use just literally for whatever they want beginning in 2024. Um, They are the third state to do that. I think there are some stipulations around whether or not you're an exempt worker versus an hourly worker. Um, People who are salaried don't necessarily get that same protection um in some of the states but that's a big deal 40 hours off that's a huge deal every year to do whatever the hell you want one week which is not a lot it's not it's nearly not. enough look at how many how many how many hours people in europe get off and tell me that one week's enough but it's a start and i'll take it's it. a start yes i'm gonna let you do the next one because i highlighted it without reading it and i need you to read this one because i know it's good news for you I know. I wondered. I wondered why you wanted to take this one, but I, I was just gonna let you have I it. I do hate Aaron Rodgers. We all hate but Aaron not Rogers. as much as you do. We all hate Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers announced his intentions to move to the Jets, thus dooming himself to what I'm now calling the Brady Path, uh, where he will inevitably retire in obscurity and injured. Like I don't <laughs> <And> injured. <laughs> um, he's well. gonna get hurt. He's gonna get hurt. Um, I, I won't derail like this. Two years ago, who uh, Aaron Rodgers? I thought I thought Rodgers was threatening to retire like two years ago. Oh, he's like been threatening ago. to retire for two years, but it's been yeah. like toddler. I'm gonna hold my breath until I pass out. Threatening to retire, not like I'm actually going to retire. Oh, so he's just being selfish. Yeah, and trying he's, to get something that he wants. It's it's been like yeah. 
The shenanigans that have been Aaron Rodgers for the last two years and his not showing up to training camp because he doesn't feel like he needs to. And it's just been a whole mess. And I'm sorry that the Jets have to put up with it, but you bought it. It is what it is. You bought it. <laughs> but that's not what we want to talk about. None of that's the actual good news for this month. This is just an extra long good news section. Uh, we actually wanted to talk about something that had something to do with this month and its auspicious incredibleness, which is that it is Women's History Month. Woman's, woman, women's, Women's History Month. And to keep things on brand, we want to spend our good news segment, the majority of it, maybe, uh, this time on one giant step for man and woman kind. One giant step for man and womankind. Dr. Nicola Fox is officially the first woman to be appointed head of science at NASA. Dr. Fox's portfolio at NASA includes contributions to more than 100 missions to explore the secrets of the universe, including how hurricanes form on Earth, how to support astronauts on the moon, and whether aliens are a real thing. Dr. Fox began her career at NASA in 2018 as leader of the Heliophysics Division. Like, her specialty is what the hell is going on on the sun. That's and pretty she, dope. Yeah, right? And she has led the agency's efforts to study the sun and how its constant solar wind affects Earth and other planets. You know, smart girl shit. Just smart. Smart. Okay, also we should note here that though Fox will get credit for being the first official female head of science, well-earned indeed, she is taking the reins from Deputy Associate Administrator Sandra Connolly, who filled the role in an interim position. So yes, use that little bit of trivia to beat everybody at the bar next time. Oh, I wish they would though, ask. Even though Dr. Fox is the... Is the first official. Sandra Connolly is the first first, the, the like first real first. first, the power behind the throne, the low key. And first. you can use that, use that technicality to get yeah. points when everybody else doesn't. I've recently started a weekly trivia at a local bar, and it's like a thing. And I gotta, I like now. I'm like, I'm getting into trivia stuff. You can't just drop shit like that at the end of a podcast. I oh just did God. it. <laughs> You better close this podcast because I have so many things to say right now. Well, too bad. We got to end it because we are over time. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to us and for sticking in with us and coming back week after, not week after week at the moment, but time after time uh, to listen to some of the thoughts and ideas that we have and the research that we've done. We really, really appreciate it. And your listenership really does make this whole thing worth doing. And really I does. just got choked up thinking about it for the first time. I don't know where my heart is at right now, but I'm actually pretty sad. I mean, like happy sad. You know what I mean? Um, so anyway, seriously, thank you from, from, uh, from both of us to all of you. And until we speak with you again, may it be sooner rather than later. Take care of each other. <laughs>